Welcome back to the GM's Office Sports Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Palangi. And I'm the other host, Gabe Ebersole. And we have a lot of good stuff in store today. We are going to be starting off talking about a recap of last week's games. And we're going to be doing the big game predictions for the NFL. We're going to do some award predictions after that. And then we're going to look at the NBA All-Star Weekend. Maybe have some fun with that. So I hope you guys enjoy what we have in store today. Let's get right into it. So starting off, we're going to look at the NFC divisional matchup. We saw the New York Giants lose in a heavy fashion to the Philadelphia Eagles. They got killed. So what did you think about that game, man? They got killed. They suck. The Giants are poop. The Giants are poop. Honestly, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it simple, bro. They match up horribly. We said this last week. If you didn't watch last week's episode, please go check that out now. But in last week's episode, I said the ma- the matchup of Giants versus Eagles is horrendous. The Eagles. The Giants just do not stand a chance against Philadelphia. They're, they they don't, they don't have enough air game at all. Like their air game is not uh, consistent enough to compete against those corners. Their offensive line is not good enough to handle the pass rush. Daniel Jones just ran backwards. I feel like he didn't know which way the end zone was. It was embarrassing. Giants just aren't good enough to compete against that Eagles team. That's honestly all it is. Yeah, I'm at, building off what you said, the Eagles were the better team on paper. They played better. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I went perfect last week with my predictions. I think that's worth noting. So, obviously, I know what I'm talking about to some degree. And I did predict the Eagles would win, which I'm sure many people did. But I predicted that game, too. That one wasn't hard, though. Let's be real. Yeah, I was in that group that predicted it, the majority, I feel like. But, yeah, the thing that stood out to me was Daniel Jones just in the pocket looked very uncomfortable. And I feel like he did himself no favors by – he took a lot of time in the pocket against a team that thrives on its pass rush. Yeah. I mean, they were two sacks off of breaking the – NFL record. They were the first team to have four players in double digits, so that just means the pressure's coming from all around, and you can't be hanging, relaxed in that pocket. I believe the Eagles had five sacks that game, so it was. I can't say it was something I didn't see coming, and I, I didn't expect yeah. it to be to the proportions it did. I will say that, but I did think the Eagles were going to win that game pretty, pretty convincingly. It was, it was like the Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl, like where Mahomes just got chased every single play. That's yeah, it did, kind of, like, it did kind of look like except, that. Except like. Actually, that was a Super Bowl game. How many? How many did the Chiefs score that game? Like ten or three? Nine. Nine. Okay. So they they outscored Daniel Jones. That's also because you know that's Daniel Jones and that's Patrick Mahomes. But the thing is, that's what that's really what it reminded me of. It just reminded me of that Super Bowl where Daniel Jones was just running backwards, running for his life, trying to get someone open the whole game. Yeah, but Mahomes also was throwing the ball off of his own people's helmets. (laughs) I remember trying to ball hit target in the face that game. I was like. The, they're, the, they're not doing themselves any The favors. safety, like, holding up the piece to, like, tie Oh, Antoine Winfield. Antoine Winfield, yeah. yeah. That, was a, that was a time. Yeah, that game was just... The Giants-Eagles game was just not entertaining at all. The yeah. only, it was only good for people who, like, place bets that hit, honestly. That's really it. It was good for people who are Eagles fans, and that was about it. I, I feel like if you're an Eagles fan, you were nervous for that game. The only way you could have been nervous is because it's a divisional game. Yeah, I feel like when you're, like, you're the... If you're an Eagles fan, like, you just kind of, like... If it, this goes for any like any team that you're rooting for. Is like you see the worst possible scenario. So it, like it literally takes to take up like three scores to get comfortable. Maybe right. Because like I heard like Eagles fans coming in. Like I've heard some say they were kind of nervous about the game. I was like, you beat this team twice. I mean, I think it was mostly because of the season finale game. That's probably why they were nervous. Is because like the practice squad was. Yeah, probably giving them the word a little bit. But yeah, like they, they didn't touch on Kenny Holiday. Yeah, <laughs> that did happen. I can't believe that happened. Though. But yeah, that game was not. Very exciting. It was mostly along the lines of what people thought it would be. But moving on to the other NFC matchup, at the Cowboys. We do have the Cowboys versus Niners. Yep. Uh, this was one I predicted incorrectly for a couple reasons. Uh, I did not expect. You, you said the defense would travel. I didn't think that two red-hot offenses would struggle this bad. Cowboys defense came to play, man. It did. I got to give the defense a lot of credit. Yeah. It was, it was honestly kind of sad 
that um, that the offenses couldn't keep up. They had so many chances to score the ball, and you're coming down to a situation where you where you have to get a 75 yard touchdown down seven. Yeah, that's, 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 I mean, the odds of that was not <laughs> half, not very likely. But, but outside of that, the whole game was just bad on the offensive side. Yeah, because I like I do give Cowboys credit for playing well on defense, but at the end of the day, they they couldn't provide that spark that the team really they couldn't get a turnover, and that's what I think. Like they, they did have they. 49ers did fumble, but that was on special teams, so that doesn't really count as mm-hmm. defense. But it was – I just didn't think that that was why they deserved not to win almost because they couldn't force Purdy or someone like someone to make that critical mistake that would that could really swing the tide of things. That's why I actually think the Cowboys lost was because Dak made those mistakes, and that's like what really swung in the 49ers' favor because he threw a pick on in scoring range on the, on the uh, end of the second quarter. And then you also had him – throwing another pick there and that's just kind of shifts the momentum of the whole game and yeah, the does. Cowboys couldn't get that momentum play to flip the field position and everything to get an easy easy score on the board and I think that is what cost them the game because as a whole you could argue that their defense didn't play better consistently because they really shut down McCaffrey like, yeah it was pretty bad 35 and, and, and they had they had even though they I think I believe they had two sacks on Purdy they they did have them uncomfortable like the pressure was getting to them a little bit like yeah. like they, it wasn't a clean pocket by any means for most of the game so I do believe that the 49ers defense did play uh, a little bit below what I thought they would because they only have one sack in the whole game and on over 40 drawbacks from Dak. So yeah, I was surprised by that. But they, they, I mean, you still you're still putting like Dak under. I guess Dak under pressure stats are a lot worse than I thought they were. Yeah, that so was one thing I, was, I, I guess I guess I should have looked at it when I was re- when we were predicting this game. I should have just been like, you know what, if they pressure Dak, the, the, the Dak's gonna struggle. But even with the thing is, is that when Dak, even when Dak throws picks, they still score a lot of points. Yeah, twelve was is just, crazy. Yeah, it was a, it was definitely a weird game. But the dynamic, like, it also obviously they could have had more points based on just a couple a couple bad turnovers and like untimely places. But at the same time, like, yeah, obviously, yeah, Dak does. It, that's almost with any quarterback, I feel like, that struggles with decision-making as a whole. is like you're mm-hmm. going to get, especially if you put him under pressure, like you're really going to get some bad results. And I feel like that's what you kind of saw with Dak there. And that's why I feel like they were able, he was able to shine so bright against Tampa Bay is because he was thrown from clean pockets. And he's a good passer whenever he can do that. But, like, yeah. when it's – like, for me, it's never his arm that's in question or his accuracy or anything. It's his decision-making. Right. So, plus, like, you hurt, like, you're – really putting pressure on them to make those decisions quicker and be accurate on the fly like a lot less time. That obviously is going to lead to even worse decision-making and a little bit worse ball placement. I think that's what we saw. Because that comeback route interception that we saw whenever Gallup was running that comeback, yeah, that, 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 that was an like, unacceptable throw, especially like, to set the 49ers up in like, good field position. Like, yeah. you, you're, you can't win a game against a team of the 49ers caliber making positive they, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of things like in the regular season where it's just like, oh yeah, Dak's just like miscommunicating with his receivers and sometimes mm-hmm. the receivers fault. Last week I'm I don't say that at all. The one play to CeeDee Lamb, the pick uh, in the red zone, or I guess close to the red zone. Um, that was just a bad read in my opinion. It like, was the, bad one, read. Yeah. the 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 corner, uh, Jarrett stepped over he and baited was, over. He's like bracket. He, he just baited over. He let the wheel route like or not the wheel route, but the, uh, Dalton Schultz was on the outside. Yeah. And he ba- he just baited Dalton Schultz. So Dalton Schultz was open, instantly cut back to the middle. It was just it was just a really bad read by Dak. And then the Gallup, I honestly didn't know what happened. I think he thought Gallup was gonna come back. Maybe maybe Gallup was supposed to. We don't know. Yeah. But it was still a bad. It's it's a one on one play, uh, in which. He still it didn't even look like it didn't even look like, like they knew. Though. It didn't even look like they knew, like because like it looked like the, whether he was supposed to run a comeback or not. Like there was clearly some miscommunication. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know whose fault it is. I agree with that. But like if you look at like literally Gallup's not even really breaking towards the ball. He just mm-hmm. lobs it right there. That dude just like 
it wasn't even really contested. Mm-hmm. Like, like Gallup didn't even put up any fight for the ball, so I don't know what he was thinking on that play. But it might not even have been his fault, like you said. We don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, those type of plays. Like, even though the 49ers, I do believe, played not like to the degree that it was unwinnable for Dallas. That's the thing. Is yeah. like, they did leave the door open a crack that Dallas could have gotten they had a there. Lot of chances. Even yeah, they did. And that's what I'm saying. It's like even on, on that on that day, Dallas could have won that game. But like I said, you're not being a team that caliber. No matter how they're really, even if they're like not at their peak, you can't be a team that's just that good by making those type of mistakes. Right. Yeah. I think I think that's like everything I want to say about that game. And that's, I th- I see we hop over to the AFC starting with the. Uh, Let's start with the Chiefs Jags game, uh, yeah. the one-legged demon at quarterback for this game. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, this game probably was low-key given to the Jags. Uh, Mahomes gets hurt, right. plays on one leg. This game was literally like the Jags had the exact chances they needed to win this game. You're in the red zone, Jamal Agnew fumbles. Okay. I was gonna, that's the big one I wanted to talk about. Is I also think it was like I wouldn't say they were given the game, but they didn't. Not given, yeah, but like, yeah, but they had a chance, but. Like, they had a chance to definitely... More chances than they should have gotten, is what I'm saying. Because yeah, there wasn't they, even, they, like, Mahomes turnovers right there. Yeah, I can agree with that. But if... My question is, if Jamal Agnew doesn't fumble, let's say they get in the end zone, it's 26-27, like, what are you doing there? Are you going for two, or are you kicking it? Like, what's, what's, um, what's I think... If... Me, me, if I'm the Jags, I know what the Chiefs are capable of. We saw what he... We saw what Mahomes did against the Bills last year in, what, like, seven seconds or whatever it was? 13. 13 yeah. seconds, yeah. 13 seconds. He got his team into field goal range. Honestly, I'd go for two because uh, if if you tie the game up, and that means, you know, a field goal is... Either way, a field goal is going to win, right? But if they don't get it, instead of having to take a chance to overtime, at least, like, you're going to win. Like, I just think that you're better off just hoping that, like... You can get a stop and that game ends there instead of just getting a stop and then going to overtime and having to play another uh, couple minutes against Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey especially with 14 catches. Yeah, what have been the new overtime rules? This would have been interesting to see. But another thing yeah, that true. was uh, noteworthy, I, I feel like, is that Mahomes, we see the before and after the injury stats, but the, notably not even the numbers behind it, but you look at his in-the-pocket versus out-of-pocket passing before the injury. Half of his attempts before the injury were coming on a rollout somewhere outside of the pocket mm-hmm. and, like, improvising, stuff like that that he normally does. But as right. said, when he came back from the injury, not a single attempted pass from outside the pocket. Right. So I think that's something notable, and that's something we're going to have to look, look, like, look at and monitor next week for the Chiefs game because, as we know, they haven't beat Chiefs in the Mahomes era, even whenever he is healthy. So mm-hmm. monitoring his health is going to be huge for that game. But like you said, from the Jags' standpoint, do you believe that the, like the Jags defense played well enough to win that game? Is that what you're saying, or do you think the Jags offense? No, 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 no. Lost in that I game? think I think uh, what I'm saying is the Jags the Jags uh, should have taken. I, I know it's this actually sounds like really rude. They should have taken advantage of of an injured quarterback. Like honestly, yeah. Like no offense, but like if if you get in a situation where the best quarterback in the league you're playing against now has to not be able to move, you have to switch. Kind of not really switch up your defense completely, but like you have to switch it up a lot and just focus on making him do things different because they were giving him a lot of time to throw for only being on one leg and and then Jamal Agnew was just his fault but when it comes to just the Jags defense they honestly didn't play the worst game but like they also did play a whole half against an injured quarterback but like the first half they only allowed 17 points like it wasn't or yeah, seventeen points. It wasn't the worst thing ever. Seventeen is a lot. Seventeen is a lot. You know, seventeen is a lot. Wait, yeah, yeah, seventeen is a lot. But like, 
for how many points I thought the Chiefs were going to okay, score this game. Yeah, that, that's fair. That makes more sense. But They uh, should have just taken advantage of what they were given. Yeah, I was going to say, the one thing that I was thinking about that reminded me of was that I think that they should have, what they should have did was... They needed to blitz Mahomes, I feel like, from different exactly. angles. So they couldn't really, he couldn't really pick up where it was before. Like, it's not coming down every play from the same part. And I feel like that would have been able to give him more of an advantage if he didn't know where he had to move beforehand. Right. Because he wouldn't have been able to kind of navigate the pocket as well and then get outside of it, let alone to make the play. So I feel like that, that it was a huge missed opportunity from the Jags. But it also says a lot about the Chiefs that Chad uh, Henning's about, he can come in there and lead a 98-yard touchdown drive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that says a lot about the team as well, that... This team, this Chiefs team, I mean, obviously, they, we know they're legit, but they're also ready for any obstacle that gets thrown their way. So, yeah. even with Mahomes being hurt, this isn't going to be an easy out for the Bengals, no matter what, I don't think. But yeah. moving over to the Bengals, Bengals-Bills game, what do you think about that? Um, I really am disappointed by Josh Allen's mistakes that he's made this year. So, when he first came in, when he, when he, first came in, he was a bad decision maker, bad, was kind of inaccurate, and then he gets Stephon Diggs. And I'm not just gonna say Stephon Diggs is the only reason Josh Allen's good. I'm gonna take that. I'm not just gonna say that. Josh Allen improved his playmaking a lot, improved his decision making a lot, improved mm-hmm. his accuracy a lot, and he was elite these couple years. He still is elite. I would have him as the third best quarterback in the league. But you're coming into a playoff game against the Bengals defense is good. Like I feel like a lot of people would think they're too better than they are or worse than they are, but they're just a good defense that can win games. Josh Allen should not be putting up ten points. Stephon Diggs should not be held to under forty five yards. It's, it, it was an embarrassing game from that offense. It was uh, – the Bengals outcoached the Bills like crazy. Um, it wasn't even like – what surprised me the most is that the Bills' defense, for me, is probably better than the Bengals' defense. You think so? Well, I think on paper at least. I could say they have more, like, top-tier players. Like, they're, they're, their best players are better than the Bengals' best players. But yeah. I think it's a whole unit. I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah, I can see, see why that. But anyways, it's just – yeah, I can agree with that. But anyways, it's just playing, putting up that many points in a muscle yeah. game. That's less. That's that's just not good. I'm sorry. That's just not good. Yeah, and like 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 I said last week when we were talking about our predictions for the game, I said Josh Allen. They can force Josh Allen to turn the ball over. They're gonna take them a win. That's mm-hmm. what they did, obviously. And I said that the Bills need to get pressure on Burrow, especially with three of the five offensive linemen being replacements, and they really, really couldn't. They didn't get almost any pressure on. Them. I was like. Craziest part is that like might have been one of the better performances by the O line, the Bengals that I've seen this season. Like that's probably one of their better performances, which was actually wild to me. Especially in a game where if you're the Bills, you come into the game knowing that they're shorthanded on the line and that they don't even have a good line in the first place. I I was confused why they weren't really focusing on getting more pressure on that front line to make the decisions come out faster. Because if you look at a lot of the plays, like Joe Burrow really he had a good amount. He had a good clean pocket for a lot of the plays he made. Which is crazy. Yeah, I agree. And then you have the two best, well, maybe besides Matt Milano, you take Jordan Poyer and Tredavious White, and they literally knocked each other out on the one play yep. in the end zone. That was like, that just kind of was symbolic of the whole game, in my opinion, because it was just the Bengals, I mean, the Bills just shoot themselves in the foot. And like, and like you said, I do think that Josh Allen has taken a big step forward, but I, I find the narratives interesting at how quickly it flipped from him being like, the second-best quarterback in the league, and now he's already just third just because, like, like that. Like, everyone's kind of accepted that. Well, it's because it's it's who, who are we putting above him? Like, I mean, it's obviously Burrow. And, and Burrow, too. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting thing I want to talk about, too, is the Joe Burrow narrative because mm-hmm. I remember even even last year, after the Super Bowl appearance and coming into this year, there was debates of him versus Justin Herbert, him versus, yeah. like, all these other quarterbacks. And, right. And I've always been a skeptic of Burrow because, like, he just doesn't stand out like like – 
his physical gifts, like he's not he's not gonna he can't throw eighty yards. He doesn't he's not fast and not gonna kill you with his legs. He hasn't he's not big. Yeah, athlete, no, like exactly. super athletic. He's just he just wins. And like coming into this season, like I was kind of skeptical to put him in a conversation, like even like above Justin Herbert, above Josh Allen, like all these like different people because it's just like you look at the t- like the metrics, like the measurements. But Joe Burrow, I mean, he has the intangibles. Like, I mean, he he's a cold blooded killer. I mean, he goes into Buffalo snowy day, and he clearly just was unfazed by that. And I think that's something worth noting. And Zach Taylor is another one I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I've always had I've always been kind of skeptical with him as a coach. I have to, but he really he had his t- that team ready to go. Mm-hmm. And they came out and they really handled the Bills early on. And they didn't let up. So and also I think and the Jamar Chase second touchdown was overruled, which should have been a catch. Mm-hmm. So that also even kept it from being even worse than it should have been. But yeah, the Bengals came in there and they thoroughly outplayed the Bills, and that that's sure. going to leave the Bills with, especially the way Stephon Diggs uh, left that game. It's going to leave them with some question marks answering going into the next year. So I agree. The one thing was that at the start of the year, I was so skeptical on the Bengals. I thought they had a fluke run. I? Okay. So I think they were going to come back and do the same thing again, or almost the same thing as of right now. I also didn't think the Bengals were going to be able to replicate what they did, and the reason why was because the Chiefs were up, was it 17-0 in the first half? They were up by, I think, three scores in the AFC Championship game, and it took Mahomes playing the worst half of football. He's playing he played great. He played awful in that second half, and that's what it took for them to win. I didn't, I couldn't see that happening again. The Bills looked very good, obviously, in that game. I was like, if they run to the Bills, I don't know if they can beat them. Even though, I, I, after what I saw in this season, I picked the Bengals to be the better team. But coming like out of last year, I would have thought that the Bills would have been better. I thought that a healthy Ravens team which potentially even could it could have been better this year we don't know for sure. Dang, they were they were better when they, they were better when they played. But the, but but the Bengals started off really bad too. Yeah, I mean it happens like look at the Niners obviously like, it just happens like that sometimes. But like a healthy Ravens team also could have competed with the Bengals. But a lot of question marks. But you got to give credit to the Bengals because with all these question marks around them, they came right back into this season. They're delivered and they have a chance to get right back to where they were and even beyond it as a Super Bowl champ. So I think that's a lot of just shows tells a lot about their team and where they're at and I give a lot of credit to Zach Taylor as well because he's got them there he's got them focused on the right things and in the right place mentally yeah no overall this was that this looks this game gave me a lot more hope for the Bengals being the Chiefs especially with Mahomes going down but I think uh I think we should finish up these recaps and uh get right into the predictions for this the big game welcome back we're gonna start off with the NFC for our predictions who we think is going to win the NFC Championship. Then we're going to go to the AFC. Who we think is going to win the AFC Championship. Then we're going to pick from our perspective sides uh, who said this, who said that, and then who's going to win the whole thing this year. Uh, Gabe, I'm going to let you start off on this one. In the NFC. Well, let's start off with the NFC game, the uh, Eagles versus the 49ers. So, obviously, looking from a, just a roster standpoint, two most complete teams in the I league. Agree. I agree. Um, off first bat, I think I'm leaning towards San Francisco. Right. And the reason why I lean towards San Francisco is because that, like I said, two of those complete teams, both sides of the ball is important. But Eagles have allowed 30 points or more, five games this season. Yep. Niners are very hot right now, especially on the defensive side of the ball. 17 or less in nine of their last 12 games. Yep. And I believe that. And like I said, defense travels. I, I fully believe in that. And I think there's a better chance that the Eagles defense cracks than the 49ers. That's my opinion, so that's why I'm going to go with That's true. Uh, I wasn't even going to go with that in depth. With, with uh, You kind of just went more in depth than I was even planning on it. The thing that I'm literally going to say is I'm picking the Niners as well. 
but that's because they haven't given me a reason. I know there's a lot of people saying, oh, they have, uh, Eagles have a better quarterback, better weapons, which I don't think is true, actually. They have a better quarterback. They have a better quarterback, they have a better quarterback but I think the core as a whole on the offensive end, they do have better pass rush technically. But if you look at it, that pass rush doesn't mean anything when you literally have the number one ranked defense as of – technically, as an average, this whole season was the 49ers. But yeah. it's been more since it's been more since, at, like, the yeah, last since, 12 games. Since their mid-season split, they're yeah. hands down the best team. Yeah, they're ranked number league. one. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, almost every metric of it, too. That's what I'm saying. Even, like, the argument for the Eagles is, like, I understand them all, but it's just the fact that the that the Niners are the hotter team right now. I, I, I take momentum in a lot of situations, that, and also a lot of times I don't. But for this game specifically, it's just two complete rosters going against each other, and whoever plays better wins, obviously, but... I just think the Niners are, have given me more reasons to think they're going to win because they have yet to lose as of recently. So The one thing that's concerning me with the 49ers is that they had one sack last week on Dallas. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, they had one sack last week on Dallas, and they're going to be facing an even better O-line this week. I mean, that Eagles line is no joke. They're going to have to get some push up front. But the thing that doesn't that kind of doesn't worry me is that they're not playing a traditional pass-first team, and mm-hmm. their defen- defense's weakness is their secondary. Yeah. So I think that between Fred Warder and Dre Greenlaw, which in my opinion are two of the top five linebackers in the league right mm-hmm. now, like they're going to be able, between that and their front four, they're going to be able to get pushed. They're, they should be able to keep the run in check, get them behind the sticks, and I think that that can get, them off, get the Eagles off the field early. Mm-hmm. And like we've seen with the Eagles, Times that they struggle or whatever, they struggle to control time of possession. Mm-hmm. So if the 49ers can control the time of possession by getting them off the field, I think that they'll be okay. The, the only thing that worries me is their secondary, and then we've seen obviously some games where A.J. Brown just destroys people. Just dominates. Yeah, yeah. and then Devonta Smith obviously is another another legit deep threat. So, I mean, that's the only thing that kind of worries me is all is that their their secondary is a little bit weak. And then also their lack of... Lack of pass rush against the Cowboys is those are the two things I guess. Yeah, about. but I do I do wholeheartedly believe in that team and they're they're just very well rounded and I just think I think they will be able to get the job done. I just think it comes down to like I don't know if the Eagles are going to score thirty eight points uh, like they did against the Giants. That's okay, it, that's I, I, I would I highly doubt that happens. I would be very. <laughs> I don't think there's any way they do that again. And also, this is a completely different team. You're going from playing the worst team that was left in the playoffs, the Giants. Like, no offense to them, they made it to the second round, obviously, but they were the worst team left. They were the worst. The Eagles yeah, The Eagles got the perfect matchup for a warm-up game because that looked like a practice to them. It was embarrassing. Now they're coming in, and it's got a completely different team that they're playing against. You're going to have to play against a team that's hot, and the thing that worries me with the Niners is just if they can control the arm of Jalen Hurts because there's times where, as you said, AJ Brown just dominates. We saw that Steelers game. My lord. Three in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> no, something, something, Jalen Hurts can just throw it up to him. But yeah, they're no, Jalen Hurts is a very underrated deep if, ball, in my opinion. He can really, he can like throw. We kind of talked about it, like good. the week one of the season, like how how like the Niners defensive backs. Like we were talking about fantasy. We we're like, oh yeah, start guys that play the Niners D backs. But like they've actually improved a lot over the season. Like no, I, I don't think I, like they're just the weakest part of the unit. They're not like yeah, absolutely terrible anymore because. I think they've improved, but that definitely is the weak spot on their team. Yeah. But that makes me wonder, do you think the Eagles are going to come out throwing more? Or do you, like, do you think they're going to get away from what they've been doing all season and be, like try to pass the ball more? Or do you think they're going to come out run heavy soon? Um, I would say, I would say uh, don't expect anything from a man named Miles Sanders this week. I don't expect that guy to have a big game whatsoever. Really? I, I just see, I see all of the weapons that they have just being used the best of their ability. Um I guess Pollard did get hurt. I was going to use last week's reason, but, like, that's Ezekiel Elliott, so it's, like, it's not that big of a deal that they held him to a little bit of yardage, and Pollard got hurt, so, like, but Pollard was playing okay before he got hurt. Yeah. It's just Miles Sanders isn't 
a big play guy. So most teams don't even game plan around Miles Sanders. They more game plan around the running, the run attack that they have with three good run, with three above average running backs and a quarterback that's one of the best running quarterbacks yeah. in the league. I feel like teams plan more around that than they do just plan around the running back, mm-hmm. which which is fairly obvious to see when you look at the roster. But if I'm the Eagles, I'm attacking the pass. I don't know if they will. I think they're just gonna keep their same energy with just playing slow, using the time of possession to their advantage. But if I'm them, I'm low-key just attacking the pass and just trying to get A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, the guys that Jalen Hurts loves to throw to. All those guys just, I think they can break for some big plays. And if they get big plays, then the Niners, then that means they get, you know, a quick touchdown and it can make the game a lot different. I think that's what they should do for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, obviously the big play can break the game open if they get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, you see exactly what Dallas did. If they, if they try to just sling it and they end up making that critical mistake, it can flip the game in the Eagles' favor because when they get up early, if they, like, let's say you throw a pick early in the game, they go up a score, maybe even two scores. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard hole to dig out of against that team. Yeah. But I like, like on the other flip side of the ball, I do like I said, I do think the 49ers will win. And they have such good playmakers on offense, obviously. And the advantage that the the Niners have here is that the weak spot in the Eagles' defense is their linebackers. Mm-hmm. So, whereas like if you're the the Eagles, you got to get to the third level of the Niners' defense. Yeah, you do. So it's much harder to break open a run game. Whereas if you're if you're the Niners, obviously I would say that the Eagles have a better front four, which I feel like is a fairly. You say the Eagles have a better front four? Yeah, yeah, they I do. Would say they it's do for fairly. Sure. No, I don't think it's debatable. But but once you get to that second level of the defense, it's it can be a lot easier to. To make people miss, and especially with that team, with all the damage they can do after after the catch and just in the open field in general, yeah, like it's gonna be hard. I think it's gonna be harder for the Eagles to contain them than it's gonna be for the Niners to contain the Eagles, and that's why I think the Niners will win that game. Yeah, it's 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 just like a situation where there's no true matchup winner. It just depends on uh, who. It's it's not even like as I said. I think the Niners are gonna win because they're playing better as of late. But they can come into the game, the Eagles play better. This is why I'm more. I can't see one specific way each team wins. It just comes down to the overall team. Whoever yeah. plays better wins. I know it's obviously basic to say that, but like we, as I said, we saw we said the Eagles just match up way too against Giants for them to win. Yeah. We said teams have to do this to win. I I can't really give you how one team could win other than uh, try to try to just use your weapons. Both teams have to use their weapons and hope it works. Yeah, I think relying on the playmakers is going to be a big thing that happens yeah. here. Like, I think you got to play through certain players rather Two than... Two teams with the, some of the best playmakers in the league. 100%. And I think that's, that could also be whoever does that to their advantage is going to do it. And I also think that, just like I said last week in the Cowboys, they, the Eagles got to step up and make those tackles. They can't be letting people run free after the, mm-hmm. after the catch, after they should have, like, after contact. They can't be letting that happen. So... How much? How many points do you think it scored? Like, what's your final score prediction for this one? Uh, I'm definitely gonna go more low scoring than I did um, for a couple games last week. I think. I think yeah, probably. I'm just looking at two teams that probably the number one and probably like another top five defense this year. So I'm gonna go with like a twenty. I'm gonna say twenty three sixteen actually. I think because the Eagles only scored seventeen against the Colts. I think they're gonna score like less than that against the. Uh, Niners. I think it's gonna be a one touchdown game or a one score game, but it's either gonna be like Eagles are gonna score between like sixteen and like eighteen around there. I think uh sixteen to seventeen around there, and I think the yeah, I'm gonna go seventeen. Gonna go twenty uh not twenty seven twenty four seventeen uh Niners. Twenty four seventeen. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at it. I'm thinking about it. Right. And <laughs> man, that man on the Forty Niners, Robbie Gold. Never missed a field goal in the postseason. For he, the won't, he won't miss one. He won't miss one. So, when it's close time and it's tied near the end of the game, 
and the 49ers have the ball. Don't be surprised when they slowly move down that field and Robbie Gould tees it, it up and sends them right to the Super Bowl. So my final score guess, I'm going I'm going to go 21 to 20. Yay. I think it's going to be... Actually, yeah, I'm going to get 21-20. I don't think it's going to be tied. I can see the Niners moving the ball down the field, losing late in the game, and I'm going to see that they can... They're going to kick a field goal against the NFC Championship. I can see that. 21-20. That's my final score. We have the same exact total, total amount of points scored. Do it? Yeah. 24, 24-17, 21-20. 41, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Exactly. That's don't know what the, don't so, know what the uh, Vegas got on it, but <laughs> bet for 41. I don't know if that's... I feel like Vegas probably has it at like... 46 and a half or something like that. Yeah, bet the under if that's the case. Yeah, bet the under. Bet the under because the GM's office said so. Honestly, we we know best. Never, 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 ever been wrong in any aspect of sports. Yeah, I've been wrong. I thought the Cowboys were going to win last week. But uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the AFC game with the Chiefs and the Bengals. Welcome back. After talking about the 49ers and the Eagles game, we're moving over to the AFC championship game where the Rematch of the Bengals and Chiefs is going to take place. Baby. So, I like this game. What are you thinking here? I like this game. Uh, I'm going to save what I think for later, how each team is going to win. I'm going to save it for a little bit later. Uh, yeah. This game this game's kind of not evenly matched. I think the Bengals are actually the better team as of right now. Uh, with the Chiefs having a one-legged quarterback. Not actually one-legged, but he's, he's injured, obviously. But they have an injured quarterback. Uh, they have a worse defense. A defense, I trust the Bengals defense more than I trust the, the Chiefs yeah. defense. I'm pretty sure everyone can agree on that except biased Chiefs fans or idiots. <laughs> Respectfully. But, um, or if they have stats to prove it, I'm just wrong. But I, I just trust the Bengals defense more. I think Chris Jones is about it. That's that defense <laughs> just, is looking too good. That's just it. They, yeah. I, I, Chris yeah. Jones, best D-tackle in football this year. But other than that, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. He's good. He's very good. But um, I also trust the Chiefs with a healthy quarterback. I trust the Chiefs offense more only because they have a homes. And even though they don't have as much weapons, I like the offense more because it just shows up more every given night. That's the only reason why. On paper, that's, the Bengals is better, but the Chiefs just show up more often. The Chiefs always show, show them more often. That's fair, but when I, I do disagree with what you're saying because we're looking at the offenses against each other. And when Joe Burrow plays the Chiefs, he's averaging 330 passing yards. He's averaging, he has eight touchdowns and one pick. If I told you that stat didn't matter, would you disagree with me? Yes. Why? Why would that not matter? It, because it's, just, it's a completely different game. But you're looking at past evidence of the, him playing the same team. Why yeah. would that not matter? The, Be, the Chiefs have never the, the lowest the Chiefs have held the Bengals top receiver to is four, is 97 yards for one guy. That's yeah. not a winning recipe. It's not, but that's one. That's you know that's a different game than what game's about to be played this weekend. You don't know. It's, you, just, it's essentially the same team. I'm, I don't. I'm. I'm seeing. I'm like I don't understand what you're saying. You're acting like this is like. I know. No, no, I know what you're saying. The, the stat matters because it's cool to look at, but it's a completely different game. Okay, can, I don't want to just use that as like an argument for me. Okay, but you also can't not look at what's happened against the same people. I mean, everyone's already used that argument against the Chiefs for why they're going to lose. And when the Chiefs win, you are going to look at you. You everyone's going to look back at this and be like, "Dang, that mad guy knows something." You think the Chiefs are going to win? Yeah, I do think the Chiefs are going to win. All right, well, that's just wrong. But let's start there. But, I said the same thing last but, year. But, but, by okay, I, I'm not saying Chiefs don't have a chance. I'm not, I'm not saying there's no way the Chiefs will win this game because they do have Patrick Mahomes. But what I'm saying is, you have him. He's not going to be 100. Yeah. percent I, I obviously he's going to look better than even the Jaguars game. He's had eight days of rest. Yeah. And I'm assuming he'll be able to move. He'll definitely be mobile at least to a certain degree. But the reason, even if he is healthy, the reason that the Chiefs haven't been able to beat the Bengals isn't because of their offense. It's never been because of their offense. Yeah. It's because of what they can. They cannot slow down T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and they can't stop and Tyler Boyd. They can't stop that, those offensive weapons because they don't have a good secondary. They don't have the good line. Like they don't have those people on defense that are going to stop them. And mm-hmm. it's the same this year. 
Not to mention on offense, you're taking away Tyreek Hill. Mahomes is injured. Mm-hmm. I don't see at what, what, why you would think. I'm not like I said. I don't see. I'm not saying the Chiefs can't win, but I don't know why you would pick the Chiefs to win this year when they couldn't win it in the other years when they had Tyreek Hill and they had a healthy Mahomes. You know what's funny? And they, their team, they were objectively better. It's literally just a feeling at this point. It's okay. So now I want to go into what I think each team needs to do. If, if the Chiefs, I think if the Chiefs protect Mahomes. I feel like it's gonna be a different Mahomes we're gonna see this week. I, I think Mahomes. Is tired of the of the media slander on the Bengals owning him. I think he's tired of being Burrow's son. I think he's <laughs> I think he's done, bro. I think he's gonna come into this game with different eyes. I'm telling you, this dude's gonna throw like forty for like forty five or something. So he, he didn't want he, he didn't want he didn't want to turn on the ice whenever he was no because, the AFC Championship because, game last year. Nah, I don't know. I think something something just like clicked like incorrectly in his head. What does that mean? Like, I, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. You're one hundred percent right. It's not. It's not the Chiefs' offense that loses to the Bengals. I think the same thing's going to happen. The Chiefs aren't going to be able to get a stop. I just think the Chiefs are going to score more points. And using the Chiefs to have a hurt quarterback and they're missing their the, a top five wide receiver in the league that they had the other yeah. time they played. Do you think that that team's going to score enough points to beat them when they haven't been able to do that the other times? Yeah, Eli Apple just got too cocky, so he's about to get destroyed by Juju Smith. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. He's no. the same thing last year. He got too cocky. Okay, he got too cocky. We don't have a good guy. Okay, okay, okay. It happened. But you're, you're talking about Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard coming off the edge at a quarterback who most likely won't Smalls. really be that mobile. Smalls. No look. Stop. No, I sound like Chris Collins. I sound who? like Chris Collins. Mark Hens Bolt is scaling who's going to drop the ball. Who's he throwing to? He hit a touchdown last week, actually, so. Okay. Listen, listen, listen. This game is... The Bengals should be favorites on every single sports betting, sports book at all. They are. Everyone, yeah, they should be. As of and right now, they're two and For me, I think the Bengals probably should win this game. Something's just in my heart is just saying the Chiefs are going to win. I know I sound like Collinsworth right now talking about Mahomes. I'm, I'm joking a lot. I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm really joking a lot. If I'm being serious here, I just think the Chiefs are going to win because they're going to score more points. It's I, I, is that. the disconnect happens at how they're going to do that when they haven't been able to do that. Because they're just it, going to. I don't have an argument. I'm not going to lie. I back up every take that I make except this one. I have zero way to back this up. I literally just think Mahomes is going to have a good like, game. Like I said, but I'm can you saying, argue against that technically? I, I, I can <laughs> if you'd like me to. I no, told you why. You can argue for why the Bengals are going to win, but you can't argue with me just simply putting it out that I think you, Mahomes no, is going to I'm not saying I don't see a situation in which Kansas State wins and I don't think there's a chance they win. I just say yeah. that in making a pick, I'm not going to pick. I just don't see why you would pick the Chiefs to win. I'm not saying they can't. I just don't know why you would choose them to when basically every piece of evidence says that they're probably that the odds are stacked against them. They'll say not that they're probably gonna lose this. Just that the odds are against them. Yep, that's our against them. The Chiefs are gonna win. <laughs> okay. I just know dude. I don't know how to argue with that. Your, your whole like, argument is I just know. I'm like someone that's like I sound like someone that's like never wants like an NFL game this year and just hears about Patrick Mahomes and just says, oh, she's going to win. Right, when, this, when this podcast blows up, you're either going to be a meme for this <laughs> or people are going to think you're the smartest person of all time for this. Uh, just, We're going to see in, in about three or four days here. <laughs> just listen, just listen, just listen. <laughs> it's so it. funny. Marquez Wallace scaling up to 180 yards, two touchdowns. Okay, I'll, okay. No, no, okay I'm no, just no, kidding no, with no, that no, one. Okay, I'm just okay, kidding okay, with that okay, one. Let me chill with that one. That's a joke. It's just going to be an average game. Kelsey's going to go big again, but he goes big every week. So don't. That's Kelsey's going to go big again. So Eli Apple can just sit there. Also, Eli Apple will not be guarding Travis Kelsey. Yeah, no, exactly. He's going to sit there and just watch Travis Kelsey catch the ball. <laughs> I kind of want to not talk about Eli Apple right now because he's been doing some super stuff on Twitter right now. He's been, he's been. He's enjoying himself. He, he played good. And he's playing good. But let him like, talk while he. Let him talk while. He but plays. it's just the stuff he's saying. But you know what? 
that's we're not here. We're not here for negative energy from uh, the apple of Eli, <laughs> aka apple. Cooper Cup's son. <laughs> we're not here. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the game itself. The game itself. Chiefs forty-one, Bengals thirty-four. Let's Chiefs country. I'm not rooting for the Chiefs. I just think they're going. You, do you know what happened last week? You said the Chiefs are going to score forty <laughs> points got against, hurt. A, got against hurt. a worse defense. Mahomes got hurt. Bro, How many did they score last week against the Bengals? Last year against the Bengals. How many did Mahomes? Yeah, like thirty-four, right? Wasn't it like 34, 37, something like that. No, it was twenty. It was twenty-eight to thirty-one. Or, oh no, maybe it wasn't even that. It might have been twenty-four to twenty-seven. Oh well, it's going to be forty-one to thirty. No, I think it was twenty-four to twenty-seven. You know what? No, actually, I'm wrong. Forty-one to thirty. So much more casual. They're only gonna put forty-one. Okay. Wait, you said forty-one last time. Okay. I said, I, I anyway, said for, I said forty-four. Anyway, so my prediction is gonna be, we're gonna see the Chiefs come out flat, and I also oh, okay. think the Bengals. There's a chance that the like you, you never know because they could just bomb whenever top of chase. But I also think there is a chance that they come out playing a little bit more conservative because we've seen them do this before. But my guess is, even though we we're seeing two high-powered offenses, the history points to them scoring high twenties, mm-hmm. low thirties. I'm gonna go a little bit, a little bit high. I'm gonna go 31 to 27 is what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm gonna take the Bengals to win that one. I feel like there's gonna be people thinking I'm a Chiefs fan because of how much I've been hyping them up. You're not a Chiefs fan. And how much I've been thinking of scoring. I am not a Chiefs You're fan. You're an honorary Chiefs fan. Now your team's in the playoffs. That's what's happening. Now that my team's That's what's playoffs, happening here. Once your team's on the playoffs, I'm not. I'm not rooting for the Chiefs. Actually, if I'm rooting for any team, it's a team that. Uh, um, actually, no. I'm waiting for the draft. <laughs> if I'm just gonna be, I don't. I just like watching good football. That's all I hope happens. But I'm also not trolling. By the way, this is simple. I just think the Chiefs are gonna put up that many I mean, points. I can't. I guess I can't argue with that. But at the same time, I just don't see. I don't see it happening either. I just think it's going to. That didn't make any sense <laughs> what you just said, but okay. That makes I, I, we, sense. We can sense. not talk about this anymore. I can't lose any brain cells over this. Dude, how are you losing brain cells? You're, you're overthinking it. You okay? just said, what did you I'm you using. Say? You said is... I don't think it's gonna happen. I just said it was or something. I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> no, no, I don't think it's it. Co- I don't think it's going to happen. No, no, no. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. Okay, I said it said. seems like it won't happen, that's but I think it will. Definitely not what you said. I'm just going against all odds. You know, I'm just that. I'm I'm just being bold for this game. It's it just come. It's just so like weird in my head that the Chiefs and Bengals are playing against each other and that Mahomes is going to play as bad as he did last year. It just doesn't make sense but he, to me. But he looked so good in the first. That's what I'm saying. They look yeah, okay, good. so he's going to look like that in two halves and score 41 points. So that's more, right? No. <laughs> he, was, he scored 17 in the first half, so they had 34. Okay. And then add another touchdown. That's 41. That's not that difficult. Okay, anyway. That is difficult. That is you're, difficult. You're, but. You're, I'm not trolling. I'm not trolling. Your future career as a sports analyst is on the line no, here. This, so you better hope true. the Chiefs don't put up like 20 points. This is not true. I'm literally – this has been the boldest I've been about a prediction, honestly. Because You said the, you said the Cowboys were going to win. I said the Cowboys were going to win, but I was, lo- I was logical about it. I'm not, I'm not using any logic, any intelligence at all for the Chiefs winning. That's a good analyst right there. That is a good analyst. <laughs> I mean, okay. to an extent, no, it's not It's not me trying to, like, sound stupid. Like, okay, I want to be serious here for a second. It's literally just a gut feeling, and that's all I'm going off of. That's literally all I'm going off of. I mean, that's what it is. You're, 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 who you think's going to win? If you, okay, you, okay, it's who you think's going to win. Yeah. Wait, off, you think the Chiefs are going to put up 100 points for no reason? No, I didn't say that. Almost half it. of that, though. Anyway, um... What are we talking about next? You, you talk about it. I, I I completely threw off the whole thing. Yeah, honestly, no, I didn't at all. I was just trying to. I was just trying to. For the first time in my life, I wasn't trying to have an argument about uh, logic. I was just trying to put it out there and see what you wanted to say. But you know, you thought I was dumb for it, which is crazy because I was literally just saying I think the Chiefs are gonna win. I was gonna leave it at that. But I I do agree with everything you're saying. But anyways, that's what we have to say about the uh, Chiefs Bengals game. When we come back. We're going to put together both of our Super Predictions and who we think is going to come out on top. Either way, he has Bengals making it, I have Chiefs making it. So we may have just, it's going to be a different game from both of our perspectives. So just stay tuned and be ready for that.
Welcome back to the GM's office. We're going to be doing our Super Bowl winners. I have 49ers playing the Chiefs. You have? 49ers playing the Bengals is what I think will happen. Yep. And we kind of did some like... Hypothetical thinking. scenarios, we'll say. Yeah, because I actually agree. I think if the Eagles do beat the Niners, I think if the Eagles beat the Niners, then they beat the Bengals. But I had the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs would beat the Eagles, but wouldn't beat the Niners, if that makes sense. It makes sense. I follow what you're saying. And I also kind of think along the same lines. So when I was thinking about this, I have the Bengals in the Super Bowl, right? I think that the Bengals would beat the 49ers because of the weakness of the 49ers secondary mm-hmm. when compared to the weapons that the Bengals have. But if the Eagles were to make the Super Bowl and play the Bengals, I think the Eagles would win. And because that pass rush, one of the greatest yeah. we've, om- we've almost ever seen all time mm-hmm. against that offensive line that has been very questionable for years now, I don't see the Bengals overcoming that. Plus, you have two of the top five to ten corners in the league mm-hmm. to put on Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and like move around the Tower Boy, maybe like any sort of flexibility there. And that really is I just I didn't think about it until the, I was running through the scenarios in my head, but the Eagles match up amazing with the Bengals. They do. Yeah, so they if do. the Eagles do beat the 49ers, they better be praying that the Bengals win this game. Mm. Because that would that's that's they would hands down have a better chance of beating them that's than what beating I'm saying. The, the Chiefs. Believe it or not, I think the Chiefs for some reason would beat the Eagles. It's not even like they match up good against the Eagles. I just think they'll beat them. But I don't think the Chiefs beat the 49ers. I there, you could ex- there's an explanation for why you could say that the Chiefs would beat the Eagles is because they're a run heavy team. Chris Jones clogging the middle. I mean that that could that's play the, a large that's difference. That's the one thing that they can actually slow down the Eagles. That's yeah, that, like, that's like the really only dominant piece of that Chiefs defense I can see being a real game record and right. that that would go very well against the Eagles but for my actual prediction of the, the, in the like that type of scenario I was I had the Bengals and the Niners I do see the Bengals winning that matchup like I said because of the secondary but I'm, uh, if the Eagles do manage to beat the Niners I think the Eagles will be the Super Bowl champions so so on your so with your predictions you think Bengals beat Chiefs Niners beat Eagles Bengals beat Niners yeah. Yeah, okay. So I have I have so with my Super Bowl pick, so I do have the Niners beating the Eagles and the Chiefs beating the Bengals. So when I look at this, I did say I think the Niners would beat the Chiefs. Right. It's the one thing though I think another reason I forgot to say is it's hard for me to pick against the Chiefs like for anything cuz as, as you said multiple times to me like the Chiefs are never out of a game no matter who they're playing. Yeah, of course. So it's hard so I don't think I don't think like the Niners match up well, but I think the Niners are just going to be able to slow down uh, the Chiefs enough to where they can use their weapons because I don't know how the Chiefs defense is going to be able to hold Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Chris McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Juwan Jennings. I, I don't know how they're going to be able to. That's why I think the Niners are going to win against the Chiefs. Uh, I think this is the year that the Niners win. Mr. Irrelevant is on his Nick Foles moment right now. That's, that's how I feel. Better than Nick Foles, to Nick be Foles honest. Is crazy, I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I think I think Purdy's making a real name of himself. We don't know if he'll do it next year, but I think I think they just haven't lost, and I just don't think they're going to. Um, I think if they played the Bengals, I might think differently. But as I said, I just can't pick up against a team who has had to lose in the last, like, who have won, what, eight straight now, nine straight now? And it's just... I'm not picking against them. I have them. I have in the Super Bowl. I have Chiefs playing Niners. I have Niners winning it all. Well, also another reason you could point out is we've seen the Chiefs. We've played the 49ers three years ago, mm-hmm. in 2019, and obviously 
the the Chiefs did win that matchup, but they were down twenty to ten against a Niners team that is not nearly on the level. Of the At least offensively. Yeah, yeah, I was just saying mainly offensively. The weapons are just Debo because Debo was on the team, but he was like he wasn't the. He, did, he was. He didn't the, really. He didn't really break out until last year. You could argue he was. And, de- he was. He was okay at that time. Yeah. No. Yeah, but he was not. He was not what he was is. last year. Obviously, McCaffrey not there, and then but like the defense is like the revamp. Like they got everything. Like they have Drake, like Drake Greenlaw emergence like recently. The only thing they they had that year that was good that they don't really have is they had Richard Sherman that year. Yeah, but like even but like even then like that year we saw we saw the Niners go up ten points in with the fourth quarter anyway. Yeah. So I guess I'm saying and I really don't see and that was when t- and the ch- turning point in that game was Tyree Kill catching the ball and he's not even there anymore. So I mean like there's a Paul that's kind of can do those though. Okay, but he's not going to because <laughs> he wouldn't be there. But <laughs> if in in this situation I don't really see a situ- like ha- how. The Chiefs would beat the Niners without some sort of miraculous Mahomes performance because he was very lackluster in that game, especially in the first yeah. three quarters. He did not look very good. Hot take, hot take, a uh, little off topic. I think Damian Damian Williams, Williams should have won that MVP. Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I, I think I just don't think they have. I low key think their rush attack this year is kind of better than it was that year because I like I like Pacheco and McKinnon together. I think they I think they're a good. They're yeah, well, McKinnon's a good pass guy. Uh, yeah, it's a good duo. It works well together. It's like a tandem back type of thing. I yeah. guess you could say it, it works well. Um, but that's another thing we can say for the Chiefs is they're the one team left in the playoffs beside because like you can count San Francisco, but their team's completely different. You the Chiefs are like the one team that you can you kind of know what you can expect like because they've been in the Super Bowl in 2019. They were there in 2020. Like you've seen them perform on these stages before. You kind of know. What, like how they operate, like like how aggressive they're going to come out in that type of setting and stuff like that, and how they're going to attack a defense, especially the Niners, which we've seen them play because Fred Warner was on a team. They had Nick Bosa was on a team. They had, that was his rookie year, I believe. They had uh, it was yeah around it yeah yeah. They, so they have the same pieces in that like around that time. So if they especially if they played the Forty ers which is your scenario, I feel like that's a you could make a fairly educated guess on that prediction. Whereas Cincinnati, we saw them play last year against the Rams. But they, the Rams are kind of like they're, they're similar, I guess, in some aspects. But they're but as a whole, they they run very differently than the the, uh, the Niners do, and even the Eagles if they were to make it, especially on offense, as we saw like from the Rams team last year, which was yeah. mostly four speeding one dude the ball, uh, and that didn't work out very well for them this year. Yeah, but they're both hurt. They, they got their ring, so they'll be all right. Mickey Mouse. But, that's no, that's that Rams team was very good last year. They were really good. They were actually better on paper this year, but they just all got hurt. Right? Yeah, it was a loss year. They had a Super Bowl team. They just add Bobby Wagner. Like, how could that go wrong? Got rid of Von Miller, I guess. Uh, I mean, I guess yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that's is there anything else you want to add about? It, I guess. Um. Yeah. I kind. I kind of just want to. I kind of just want to talk about because I for the rest of this, I just want to focus on the matchups we have. Okay. I don't want to do any hypotheticals. Because we know what could happen, we know. But based off what we think, we both had the Niners winning. Yeah. So I want to cut the Eagles out of this for just, just, just for a moment because we don't think they're gonna win. Right. But as we said, we do think the Eagles will win. Would beat the Bengals if they play against them. No, we're cutting it out of them. No, no, we're cutting it out of that too. <laughs> I, I, but now, but now I just want to jump to the Niners and focus on them for a little okay. bit. So you're looking at a team who, in my opinion, outside of. Honest, they're they're probably the most complete team in football when it comes to having two sides of the ball that dominate. You have the best weapon. You have the best weapon core, if not it, if not you, the best. You have the best, best weapon core. Yeah, yeah. I think they're the best because they have three of the best 
Yeah, it's different. Posi- it's different positions. I, you could argue some other teams, but yeah. no one has a better player at every position yeah. than the Niners do. And obviously on defense, you have some of the best. You've arguably defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa. Yeah, yeah, the guy who's been the best linebacker in the league for multiple years. Yeah, for even if he's not this year, he's still up there. Yeah, and then you got another one of the top linebackers in the league. Like, yeah, they have a very complete team. Right, exactly for sure. But against the the Bengals, I see them matching up. Like, I don't know. I feel like the key, if that matchup were to occur, is going to be they have to get pressure with four people, drop back, and then not really give Burrow any open throws. I feel like so like they have to get pressure with four. No, for sure. Because they're going to have to sit on those weapons with their. Secondary being like, like I don't I like I said I don't think their secondary is awful like I thought it was in the past but you're going if you're going against the Bengals weapons it's not talking, awful at all actually we're talking I know but we're going against T Higgins we're going against Jamar Chase and we're going against Tower three mid players bro I'm just kidding I'm just kidding I'm just kidding <laughs> keep going keep going I'm just kidding but uh, if we're doing that plus you're adding pass catching backs Joe Mixon and Small J P Ryan like there's a lot to cover there it's just, so that's what I'm saying so you have to get pressure of four people so you can drop seven into coverage and make sure everything is accounted for. Because if you have to send extra people to get pressure against a line that's not even like it really is not good, like that's going to be a problem. If you need extra people to get past that to get to the quarterback, so I think they they're really going to have to take advantage of their best key matchup on that side of the ball, which is down low in the trenches. I think that that's where they're going to have to shine if they if the nine, uh, Niners want to win that game. But I do think the Bengals have the advantage for that reason. That's mm-hmm. why I would have them pulling it out. So when I look at I kind of want to look at the Bengals Super Bowl game last year. The right. offense, bo- the offense on both sides wasn't really good. Like, no, that wasn't really great at all, actually. Um, T. Higgins, I believe, had a deep touchdown that where he literally never, pushed never, off. No, he grabbed his he, face. Yeah, he pulled him down. Yeah, yeah, that that should never. So have, in reality, happened. I'm not gonna take that those points away. But I'm saying if you take a play that shouldn't have happened away, then you have a very low scoring Bengals team in a Super Bowl. Yeah, it was that Rams defense much better than this year's Niners defense. Do I think it was? Do you think it was even better at all? Mm-hmm. I think the secondary was definitely better, and that's what I agree with. Because I agree with you on that. I, I do think that the Rams defense might have been better as a whole, maybe. But but it, it, it's very, it's very close. The the team was very close as a whole. But when when you're talking about a team that thrives on throwing the ball, the secondary is what matters. And I think that the Rams did have the better secondary that year. Mm-hmm. So I think that for that matchup, the Rams had the better defense. But I like I said I could see it being low scoring again. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not surprised because obviously I think the Bengals defense is good. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I'm not gonna say they're like absolutely gonna shut down. They're not gonna shut down the Niners. But they're gonna they have two good edge rushers. They, they have some good pieces in the secondary. They have linebackers that are serviceable. They're gonna be able to on all three levels to make sure that there's no absolute holes that can get exposed. And I think that that'll be enough to slow the Niners down to the point where like they, like the Bengals can afford to. If like against a good Niners team, if they get a sack, they're behind the chains. They have to punt. Like like one drive's not going to kill them. Like a couple drives isn't going to kill yeah. them. It's it's honestly, I just don't know. Based on your prediction of Bengals being Super Bowl, I just don't know if I I can just see because I don't want to sit here and act like the Bengals have never struggled offensively because there's been games where Burrow has had been has played bad. But yeah. you know, look at the playoffs as of the last two years, he's played. Pretty dang good, except maybe against the Ravens game. I wouldn't have said, I would have said that, yeah. Ravens and last year's Super Bowl. That was weird. Last year's Super Bowl, I, I think that if you, the thing about last year's Super Bowl to me is that even though the Bengals lost, they actually, you can make, I'm not going to say they should have won that game, but they hands down had the opportunity to win. They had seven drives to to go tie the, tie the game up or take the lead. And, and the last seven drives, they were either punts or it just didn't end in a way that they could 
capitalize on anything. And I think that does come down to the offense because their defense was was doing pretty well. I think especially at the beginning of the game, they were that's what I'm saying, they stepped up to the moment. They were they shutting down they, they were sure. really shutting down an offense that had been potent all year. They kept cup and check for a little bit there, I guess, but mm, at the end obviously didn't end very well. Yeah. But I think that the Bengals defense will be they're they're good enough to the point where they'd be able to slow someone down. But mm-hmm. Burrow, I mean, he he's had bad games, but everyone has. Yeah. Like, there's not a quarterback in the league who's not had a bad game. I mean, Brock Purdy, I guess, but like, how big of a sample size are we looking at here? I mean, didn't he didn't have a good game last week? He just didn't turn over the ball, which I think is. I I don't think he had a bad game though. Like, I, you can make an argument, but but um, looking at your matchup of the Chiefs versus the, the Niners rematch. We kind of already broke it down, but is there anything else you want to add to that? And, and why uh, you think your winner is going to be who it is? Um, I I don't want to pick against the Chiefs because I, it's just hard for any single week that Chiefs play. You just it's just hard to pick against them. But I actually think the Niners are going to win it all, no matter who they play. I'm honestly changing my I don't think the Bengals beat them either. I think the Niners are really going to win it all. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go off of just what you said last week. Defense traveling. I think their defense is actually they played amazing against the Cowboys. I think they're going to repeat that. Against the Eagles, not hold the Eagles to as low of scoring points as they did to Dallas, but I think they're going to play fantastic defense. I think the team that would put the most points against them would be the Chiefs for some reason because the Chiefs well, can yeah, never, yeah. the Chiefs will that never be sense. held to a very low amount of points, no matter if their offense is worse than the Bengals or not. Yeah. They can get outscored, but you'll never hold them to under like That's twenty right. points. That, they're, yeah. they're harder to do that too than they are against the Bengals because they take shots down the field more often. But I think your argument for the Niners not losing is more valid, honestly. Compared like the Cowboys comparison mm-hmm. is way more valid to the, that of the Bengals than the Eagles because the Bengals play a lot more identical to that of the Cowboys than yeah. the Niners do because you have obviously they throw a lot yeah and then they have like a, a multi running back type oh of yeah no, I think I think the bang, I think the Bengals are gonna get held to fourteen points if they play the Niners I'm not joking by the way. I'm doing this too. Like yeah I'm no listen 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 I think the defense is here to play. I think the Niners defense is only getting better at, at, as each game goes by. If they held if they held a team that threw the ball 45 times to 12 points, I want to know what they're going to do hold, to hold a team that throws the ball 35 times to. 45 versus 35 times. Okay, well, you have a team that's getting into scoring range and then turning the ball over. I don't know. It, no, it is different. It, it's, it's a different team. That's like, I, I think that like but you said the, the teams are built similarly, but, I'm take, uh, but Burrow isn't going to. You know what? I, there's less teams are a little too less. I agree. Fourteen is a little less, but I I still think the, I think the Niners would still win. You, okay, like twenty. That, that's fair to me, but I think that your argument for them shutting down the Eagles is going to be a lot different because the Eagles are going to play a lot. Yeah, different. no, it's they're gonna they're gonna the offense are gonna play completely different. But I still think the Niners just know how to stop no matter what offense they're being put against. To be honest, not not complete stop because I don't think anyone's gonna really stop the Chiefs. I also think that you can slow down the Bengals. We've seen it before. The Browns managed to do it. I don't know Well, how. since the Bengals, I mean, since the 49ers are on that hot streak the last 12 games where they've been holding people under 17 left and right, they went up 44 to the Chiefs before. So, I mean, they just, the Chiefs just put points on the board. No matter, like, what they do, they just, they push the ball down the field and no matter who they I have, just, I just don't it doesn't matter. Chiefs defense in that game. That's the reason why I would pick the I wouldn't, yeah. I, I can't pick a Chiefs defense in that game either, but... In your scenario, I w- like the Chiefs defense. They do step like for as bad as their defense is on paper. They do step up whenever like it actually matters because like for all the comebacks we've seen, like throughout the Chiefs, like obviously credit goes to the offense sometimes they put the points on the board really fast. But for you to even make a comeback, your defense has to be getting stops and getting them quickly, like in in stringing them together. So if the Chiefs defense, let me try again. 
if the Chiefs defense did step up on that, like I wouldn't be completely surprised because they have the they have experience, like they've done it before, and yeah. I think that also plays a bigger role as the playoffs get going, like go progress farther. Is that experience does matter in these situations because you don't know how certain people are going to play, and that's like where you see the Bengals and the Chiefs be have would have an advantage more over the Eagles or the 49ers mm-hmm. because. Well, maybe not so the 49ers. Some of the people, I think Brock Purdy is the big reason you could say, make that case and McCaffrey, I guess. And, like, some of their players haven't been there. But the Eagles, they haven't been there. And, like, almost no one's team. And, but almost all the core pieces of the Chiefs teams and the Bengals teams, because they were the last three Super Bowl teams. Yeah. So you could, those core pieces are still there. So they, they, are, un, they are accustomed to playing under the pressure in the moment. So I agree. I think that also could factor in. And that's also another reason I would Probably say Cincinnati has has a slight advantage, maybe. Oh, so so real quick to end this, based on your matchup, your score prediction, who's the winner? I'll do mine based on your matchup. Don't mm-hmm. go to my matchup. So your matchup is Niners Bengals. Who do you got? What do you think the final score is going to be, and who's the winner? I said the Bengals are going to win. I'm going to stand beside that. I think that the final score is going to be somewhere along the lines of I'm going to go like twenty-seven to. 19. I don't know how we're getting there, but I feel like they're scoring 19 points. I don't know why. I was, I was, I was a little, and they scored 19 last week. Um, oh, they did score. Yeah, yeah, yeah they'll just yeah. do whatever they did. They'll just do that again. Oh, so what did they do? Fun. They kicked like a million field goals and had one touchdown. They kicked four field goals and one touchdown. Perfect. They'll do that again. <laughs> sure. Maybe. Um, for, for your game, I was a little too harsh on giving the Bengals 14 points. That probably won't happen. Actually, it definitely won't happen because they're actually going to score less than that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Make your score prediction for your game uh, there, bud. No, no, I'm, I'm going to do mine for your game real quick. Yeah, okay. based on your matchup. If you're right, which you won't be because the Chiefs are going to beat the Bengals. But okay. um, I, I'm going to go Niners. I'm going to go mid-20s as well. I'm going to go like 28, 27 to um, – I'm thinking like 27 to like me 24. I think, I think they're going to kick a field goal. Bengals are going to uh, get the ball back. Niners are going to get a stop. Ball game. That's what I think is gonna happen. But but this is also that's also like a way better matchup for the ban- the yeah no that's not a better matchup for the Bengals. That's a better matchup for the Niners. Is the way now, the other way around? The other way around. The Bengals match up better against the Niners than they do the Eagles. So yeah, I think. I think oh yes, I understand. So, I think that the that Eagles. Just yeah, if the Eagles were to make it, I think that they. Even yeah. if they play the Chiefs, I really think that the Eagles win this game. Yeah, they they, they, just have, play, they, they should be the Super Bowl favorites just because of how their team's structured. They match mm-hmm. up very well against two. Highly passing teams. So they got a good pass rush and they got a great secondary. So I think that if they do make it out of this round, that they're going to win the Super Bowl. So if Bengals play Niners, I have Niners. He has Bengals. Now, if the Chiefs do beat the Bengals, which I think is going to happen, I have the Niners also winning again. And the Chiefs. I guess the Chiefs. I'm going to say they put up a little more points than they do against the Bengals instead yeah. of 27. Yeah, I said 27. I'm going to go 31. I don't know how we're going to get there, but we're going to get 31 points. Wait, that's actually... 28, 28, and then... 28 field goal? Yeah. Well, that's kind of a stretch. I think they're going to kick, like, four field goals and, like, I don't know. Where do you get four <laughs> field goals? How do you get from one field goal to four? It's just a random squad. I'm going okay, to, like, sure. go 31 to... I actually think 20... 31, 30. 31, 30. 34, 30, sorry. No, 31, 30. 31, 30. 31, 30. Okay, I'm not going to ask how I get to that score. But okay. <laughs> um, I'm thinking no if, if, in a hypothetical scenario, the, the 49ers play the Chiefs, I see it playing out a lot like the first one, but I see a lot less collapse from the 49ers. And also, mm-hmm. like the, I don't see the ability for... Like, I don't know. I just feel like it would it would go how most of the first part went. I think I trust Purdy throwing a... Throwing a in a clutch situation, throwing a ball more than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's why. 
Well, do you remember the Emmanuel Sanders? On yeah, the I was, that's, that was exact. That exact play is literally like playing in my head right yeah, now. Emmanuel, dude, he hits that they win. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Whole different narrative. That's, that's crazy. But I think everyone knew that, like in that, in a like a lot of clutch situations, even red zone shots. Like I trust Jimmy Garoppolo is just like not him. I like he's not, like he choked. He choked in certain situations that he should not be doing. You've seen the meme. And it's like clutch time coming in. It's just the Jimmy Garoppolo walking. Up <laughs> exactly. The I mean, I love. It's not, Jimmy, it's not that we've seen enough to just say Purdy's the clutchest player in the league because he's obviously not. But I just think he hasn't screwed up yet, so that's worth something. Yeah, I just think I trust Purdy more. But what do you think would win if that happened? I'm taking the Niners, and I don't think it's gonna be like super close. If this if this scenario I happens. I think the Niners are just a better team than they were against the Chiefs first time around. I think the Chiefs are a worse team than mm-hmm. they were that time around. And I see the final score being somewhere along the lines of, I would go 24, I would go like 34-24, somewhere around there. No, you know, I'm changing my score prediction to, instead of 31-30, I'm changing it to 30-20-24. Uh, I, just, I, just, like, I just thought about it. I think, I think the Chiefs are going to struggle to score more on that team. But unless Mahomes becomes a different demon somehow, but... But that's what I'm saying. Is like also, you have to take into account the fact that he didn't play. He played pretty poorly the first half of that game. Like, the last Super Bowl against the Niners. It's not so like, like he put up a mid. It's not like he, like, dominated and threw, like, 300 yards and three touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. It's like what he could do if technically he played again. But, yeah. like, you don't know. But, like, based off of that, I think that they're playing a better defense with the worst offense. Yeah. So I'm not going to pick them to play, like, yeah. absolutely better. Like, I picked them to score a little bit more. What was the final score of that game? Because Damian Williams had a garbage time. Yeah, the garbage touchdown. time touchdown. They went out twenty four. It was thirty one to twenty. Yeah, that's that's what, okay. Yeah, they so. went out twenty to ten, and they scored. Uh, they scored. Yeah, 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 answered, right? yeah. They scored four and answered, and that led to. A so if you take out the garbage time, they scored like twenty four points. Yeah, that game. Mahomes. Mahomes was. I see them scoring about the same. Mahomes was on fire. Because I, I see them scoring about the same going against a better defense with a slightly less offense. But I also mm-hmm. think Mahomes will play a little bit better. So because of yeah, this, fact, you know, I think it's going to be about even out. Yeah, I think they're going to score twenty four as well. But so. My overall winner is the 49ers. Your overall winner is the Bengals for your prediction matchup. You said Bengals beat the Niners? I'm going to take the Bengals beat the Niners. Okay. So, the games are coming. Conference championships are coming. Uh, The NFL season is coming to an end. But we're also huge NBA fans here, and that's what we're going to talk about when we come back. We're just going to do something not too long, but also something really fun. We're going to talk about uh, who should be the all-star starters for, you know, they pick five from East, five from West. We're going to talk about those. Um, I hope these games go well for the NFL. When we come back, we'll talk about the NBA. Welcome back to the GM's office. We're going to do our first ever NBA section in our podcast. We're going to keep it light, but we're going to just have some fun with it. We're going to talk about uh, three front court, two back court, uh, starting lineup, all-star from each conference. Uh, when it comes to injuries, if they played enough games to be eligible, then we'll include them. If not, uh, Anthony Davis is a good example. He's none of our power forwards only because he hasn't played enough games. Although, if he did stay healthy, he would be both of our power forwards, pretty, basically undisputedly. Okay. And uh, I'm going to start off with the Western Conference backcourt. Okay. I'm going to start off with the backup point guard of Luka Doncic. It's a good pick. I think that's a very safe pick and a pick that everyone can agree with as he's probably having the best individual season. I mean, he has the Mavericks as a six seed, keep him out of the playing right now. They should probably learn how to win a road game. <laughs> uh, that would probably benefit them. Warriors should too, though. Yeah, okay, well, they're not, they, they got to worry about making the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. um, Dallas has got to worry about getting home court advantage if uh, they, they decide do. not to win real games. But Luka is having one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen. I mean, obviously his potential is through the roof for his, how good he can be in his entire career. Mm-hmm. And uh, his this is by far his best season's production. He's his efficiency, bro. His efficiency this year especially has been yeah. His three-point efficiency has been scary for a lot yeah, of people. And he has the Mavericks. They're looking good this year. I mean, they are. I mean, 
Obviously, they rely a lot through him. Yeah, they're gonna have to figure sure. something else out. I think they need another star. But for right now, he's got him looking good. He's looking at himself mm-hmm. amazing. So that's a good pick. Who's your second? Uh, I'm gonna go. You know, you can kind of interchange these guys at the backcourt. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with a guy that's having a career here right now for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm gonna go Shea Gilders Alexander. I'm gonna go Shea Gilders Alexander and Luka Doncic. Uh, I was thinking about Curry. I think I think it was just an injury thing for him. And then John Morant, kind of the same way, but not really. That was your third one. I was no, it, no, it would have been it was John Moran or Curry that were up there. There was other a couple a couple other yeah. guys that flew through my head, but I'm going Shea and Luca as my top two for the backcourt in the Western Conference. I also was gonna pick Shea. He's having a, a little bit of bias. I am a Thunder fan, but I, mm-hmm. he he's he's looked so good this year, and he's he looked just as good last year, but he just was obviously hurt a lot of the year. Uh, whether they were tanking and just sitting him or not, mm-hmm. we don't know. But he this year by his playing, he's looked just phenomenal. And yeah. he's a two-way player. He can play both sides of the ball. He can make his own shot. He can. He's really carrying a team. That's very not. I'm not, obviously they're just young. Like they have mm-hmm. a lot of learning to do. He's he's really helped them get through that process, and they're still picking up wins. So I I love that pick. Uh, I do want to preface this by saying this is, it just gets harder and harder to start every year. So the league just gets yeah. better and better. And like, I agree with obviously honorable mentions you said Curry Morant, and uh, but another one not, name I wanted to throw in there was the third seed in the West. The Kings, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. Okay, De'Aaron Fox. Having elite season right now. The thing is, I think he he's very good. I mentioned. So you agree that should be Luca and Shea? I do. That's what I was going to say. So that's what I'm saying is those guys are just playing better. But I think all three of those guys are probably going to. De'Aaron Fox is 100% All Star this year. But when we're talking about just the best. Best of the best, yeah. I I, those those are my picks too, but yeah, I think, I think it's, they might, it's so they might hard sleep on Shea though. I don't, I don't know if Shea's gonna get it. I think, so. I think he's gonna be an all star. I, really I don't know if he's gonna be the starting lineup. I think between the polls of the players, I think it's gonna be close. To say I think Curry's gonna get it. I, that's my, he, that's my brain is. tells me. My, 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 I really think Curry's gonna get it. But I think Shea deserves a little bit more this year, just because. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. That my, I just might be a little bit biased, but I mean, it's not biased because I'm a Cavs fan and I'm saying Shea. Okay, well. Curry also ruined your life a little bit there, so maybe that's biased. Mm, but did, but yeah. Okay, sure. anyway, but yeah, no, I. It's just so hard to make. Like, there's so yeah. Like, you have to be playing such such a high level just to start in the All Star game. It's actually crazy. Like most of the people who are starting the All Star game, like there's like MVP mentioning caliber seasons most years. Is it like the, the league's been on fire recently? But without further ado, we're moving to the Western front court. Who are we thinking? Who's the name? We'll go back and forth one player each. Oh, you want to do that, and then we'll break yeah. it down a little bit. Okay, uh, small forward. Um, I guess small forward. I'm gonna go LeBron James. Fair. I I, I, I think I, I mean, also, what he's doing at his age is incredible. Yeah. I, I hate when people add the what is age. It's like we shouldn't even mention his age. His at this number, point, yeah, I his agree. Raw numbers is like, everything he's doing. Just it, regardless of any age, anybody doing that yeah, is incredible. So yeah. I mean, I agree with that pick right there. I'm going LeBron James as well. So uh, another front court player. I think that we need to just mention get out the way. Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I, I think I think Jokic is like the undisputed best center in the Western Conference. Yeah. I mean, back to back MVPs. What what can you say about that? He's doing it again. Yeah. He puts up numbers. He had one of the crazy. He every single week he puts up crazy. Like there's it's like just one game a week. It, it, it's just the assessment part is how efficient he is. Yeah, they're the number one seed in the West. I mean, yep, they, that's, that's a big part. The Nuggets. They, they finally have Porter Jr. Jamal Murray healthy. We're really seeing the potential we've that, of that team that we've been seeing for years. Yeah, I mean, and, and the fact that they came back and he's still producing at the level he is. I mean, that just speaks to how good he is. And then the last one, I have... I was between a, a three guys on this. Three. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's just so much pick from... My pick goes to Demonis Sabonis. I like... I like. I really love the Demonis pick. That's what I was going to say, too. And I think he should get it, but 
Uh, I would put AD here if he was healthy. I mentioned. Yeah, that yeah. If you look I'll at the if you look at the numbers, it. like the averages, because the, the percentages in not games played, yeah. I would also probably. But I just so. I just like giving it to guys who have been healthy and producing all season. It, I mean, yeah, that's how. Um, if it's not Sabonis, which I'm gonna pick a guy over Sabonis, I don't think he's better than Sabonis. I just think he's doing a lot right now, and I love and I think what he's doing is very entertaining. I'm gonna go Laurie Markkinen to be. See, one. that's. The, I would, so that's a shout. Starters. I was thinking about that too. Obviously, the Jazz and they shocked the league. They were supposed to be really bad. This but year. they people, should be. But they but should people, be tanking. But the, listen, I'm not gonna get into that. I don't know why. Like, they started off the season hot, and everyone at the beginning of the year thought they traded everyone they could just to get Victor Wembanyama. Obviously, in the upcoming draft. But like, I agree. Laurie Markins look good. And if you look at the raw numbers, maybe you could argue he's better. But I'm just taking the Kings to the third CCC. Like winning does matter, and I think that. Sabonis so does more to impact winning, and that's why I'm going to say I think Laurie's had an amazing year. I will say that. Like, some of the performances he's put up are just absolutely electrifying, and his step, he should easily win uh, Moose Improved Player. This shouldn't be close. He's definitely should be in the All-Star game, and he should have starting consideration. I'm just giving Sabonis a slight edge over him, but, you know, Markin's had an amazing year as well. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not mad at saying Sabonis at all. Um, there's a couple uh, – before we go to the East, I want to talk about uh, just a couple of guys that uh, – just real quick, just say some guys you think that like are borderline all stars that don't get enough love that could make not all star start. None of these guys will be all star starters. Like as a, as an example, I want to talk about Keldon Johnson because he's having like an incredible year, but he also is hurting the Spurs sucks. So he hasn't got enough yeah, much love. Say, that's more on the Spurs, I feel like. Yeah, man. but yeah, Keldon Johnson, he he is a good pick there. Yeah. Um, another person we haven't mentioned, Devin Booker. He was having he's having an amazing year. He mm-hmm. obviously got hurt, but he's another one I would give a shout to. He, mm-hmm. he if he was healthy. And maintain yeah. what he was doing. He would definitely be in consideration for a starter. I, I feel like just by name value, if him, if he, if him and Shea were close, he would take it over Shea. Yeah. Just if Curry didn't get it or something like that, mm-hmm. I think he's another one who would slip in there and get it. So that's yeah. another one I feel like is worth mentioning. Yeah. No, those those are those are just a couple of names I want to bring up because I want to give some love to guys who are having good years. Like, it's just it's just this first thing. But Kelvin Johnson's a great player. Uh, yeah, Devin, Book- Devin Booker also. I feel like somehow he either gets talked about too much or doesn't get talked about enough. I don't know. Book- weird. I think that with like the the, the stigma around the Suns, he gets brought mm-hmm. up for the wrong reasons now. Devin Booker's still a great player. Like, he's a fantastic. Player. Of course, like of course, like he's a and, like they've been in the finals. He's like, he has the he has the stripes. Like he has the credentials to his right. name. Like they they he's a valid player and he can produce on the biggest stage. Like he's put up like in the Western Conference Finals. He's had amazing games. Uh, and like in. I feel like his name gets drugged through the mud a little bit more recently. It, it does. And like I think that's just unfortunate with the Suns drop off this year as a team, which like I feel like it's more product of Chris Paul getting old slash injuries. I guess you could say because they were the number one seed earlier this year, and then they just fell. And I mean, I know the conference is more contested this year, I guess. Yeah. But they really slipped like mm-hmm. very quickly in the standings. So yeah. I think that's probably a part of why he's not. Get recognized as much as he is. Mm-hmm. Plus that and the injury. So yeah. Okay. That's no. That's that's good for the West talk because I feel like we we agreed on everyone except uh power four. But yeah. Either way, I think you picked my second guy and I picked your second guy for that. Spot. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So for the East, I'm gonna let you start off with your backup point guard. My backcourt. Your start. Your backcourt starting point guard for the East. Yeah. This back- one was tough for me, by the way. This was tough for you. Kind of. Who are you between? I'm gonna tell you who I picked. Okay, I'm, I, I'm actually just going to say who I picked. I picked Kyrie. At the end. I also picked Kyrie. Okay. okay. I was thinking you were going to say Tyrese Halliburton. That's what okay. I thought you were going to say. I think Halliburton should be an all-star this year, but I don't think he's I don't think he's all-star starter. Like. I was wondering what you were going to say about the Kyrie situation, but dude, 27-5-5. Five five, like, yeah, look, look at what he's done starter. since. And another person who I was thinking, maybe 
was Harden is another one I was thinking because mm-hmm. if you look his efficiency he's an all star but not a starter especially no, with the next guy say you're not, looking at his numbers though like he's yeah. like, you're looking at 22 11 and like yeah but he's and not half. playing better than the next guy I'm gonna say which is Donovan Mitchell that's my backcourt shooting guard that's, that's my backcourt shooting guard I'm yeah. saying I'm saying for point guard is that oh my for point guard yeah, 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 yeah. You could no, say, Mitchell, yeah no Mitchell yeah my shooting guard as well. Mitchell but I think uh, Mitchell's like I the think best that was kind of a lock yeah because Unless you're going to pick two point guards, which I don't see either cool. of the other Yeah, then who else would you put a shooting guard over there? That's like, a, Harden would be the only one that's close, but, like... Harden's point guard now. Though. I was yeah, like, Harden's like, point guard now. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're going to pick it, But you can... It's backcourt, frontcourt. But if you're going to, like... I think Mitchell was, like, the easiest one to pick out of yeah. all of the back. I feel like he was, like, he was, like, the shoe and pencil. I think Anthony Edwards deserves a shout out of the West, too. I forgot about yeah. him. I, I just That's a good him. pick. I think he's going to get a first year also. I completely forgot about him. Um, I just want to shout that out while I was thinking about it. But um. Yeah, I, I was thinking. I think lot. Mitchell is kind of a shoe in this year, especially mm-hmm. going to that team. That was that they were ready to win, and then mm-hmm. coming in delivering that. And I think that situation was perfect because the Cavs were set up so well defensively. When then they had Garland as a distributor, all they needed was that scorer who could take over in a big moment. And right, obviously, he is that guy. Like, Cavs look very good. Uh, dude put up seventy one, seventy one in the yeah. game, which was incredible. Um, he's a bucket. He makes he makes driving to the basket look like it's easy no matter how tall you are. I don't know how he does it. Dude's 6'1". Like, he's he's six way one. so much bigger than and he, he just He's just impossible to stop when he's around the rim. Seems very good. So, Dwayne Wade is Yeah, so we have, the, we have the same backcourt with Kyrie. Uh, oh, yeah. I was wondering. I, th- I really thought you were going to go like how Front court. Front court. I'll let you start it off. Okay, so I think this is going to be the hardest one to pick between because obviously the four guys, you got Durant, you got Embiid, you got Giannis, and you got Tatum. Mm-hmm. One of them has to sit. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I would have put if if I if this was my way, I would have put Donovan Mitchell at the one. I'll put Jason Tatum at the two, all the way down. Yeah, but that's that how I wish it could have been. Tatum's but when you have to, power when you have to sit one, the first person I'm going to take this year is the man who I think is probably going to end up sitting against Joel Embiid. I think he deserves. Like, I do feel for this dude sometimes because like I, I okay he maybe a little bit like you could say crybaby ish, but like, I, like you could say. He looks for sympathy a lot. Like, the dude's like, what more do I have to do? But in reality, he's what nice. more does he have to do? Like, dude, this dude's dude has 33 dude, games. Dude like, like, he's not the best center in the league, in my opinion, but he's definitely – he's in the conversation. And yeah, you – like, I, I do think Jokic is better. Yeah. But it's but not – like, you can't really just good. definitively say – like, just pretend and it's not a good conversation. really, really That's good. What I'm saying. And like, I think he's a no-brainer. I think – I don't know my, why. My gut tells me he's going to be going to end up sitting on the bench. So, do you think they're going to have Giannis at the center? I do think so. So, you think – so, who's your three, then, for the front court? My other one I have in the in there, I have KD in there. Okay, so we agree on that, but I do not agree on KD. I have Jason Tatum. I think KD's a better player. I just think Jason Tatum's playing more games. I think the Celtics are better. I think when it comes to the um, NBA as a whole, I think they're going to prefer to put Tatum in this. Uh, I've never been a big Tatum guy. I don't like the Celtics whatsoever. I hate the Celtics, but but it just comes down to I give credit where credit's due. And I would love to see Tatum take the starting spot. Do I think KD? I think KD's so good that no, he should he, sit. Listen, but that you have to sit someone. No, I'm not sitting the dude who's averaging 30 points on 50. Like, he's 56% from the field. Like, I'm not sitting a dude on that type of efficiency, putting up those type of numbers on when he, I believe when he got hurt, he was the second best team in the conference. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't sit him. It's just, I can't do that. Okay. So, for my third one, I'm thinking about it right now. I actually don't understand now because you would have asked me two weeks ago. I would have sat Tatum and put Giannis in, but now it's definitely closer than I would have anticipated. Before. So you're so you're saying you'd rather start KD than Giannis? Yes, I would. No way. Yes, Giannis. You don't understand. I don't think people are understanding that. Like people are looking at the raw numbers, and if you gave like KD, like he shouldn't. What about Jimmy Butler? 
Not starting. Why? Why would you even say that? I'm just kidding. No, but no. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking Hmm. right now. I'm I'm, my my I gotta go Tatum. My brain tells me Tatum. Two weeks ago, I would have picked Giannis, but they and like part of me still thinks it should be Giannis because the Bucks are awful when he's not there. They cannot score. Yeah, they suck. They suck. But also another thing that's measurable is when Drew Holiday is not on the floor. You know that the Bucks have been outscored even with Giannis. Yeah, Drew Holiday is amazing. That's why he's an all-star this year, and I was going to mention him. Okay. I think he's that's what I'm saying. It's like, Giannis by himself, I don't... Like, obviously, the Celtics are... Well, I still don't know. I might go back. I don't know. It's so it's so closely contested all these yeah, players. But right now, I'm taking Tatum because of the one seed. He's averaging 31 a game. He's having the best... One of the best shooting years of his career. I think it is the best. Uh, he's averaging the lowest turnover rate of his career. And the one seed, and also... He has defense over a guy like KD, so I think uh, yep. that also he has a slight edge in that category. So I would bump him up over that, and I think his versus like on the perimeter, he's better than Giannis. So I would say, and then availability, I would also take that edge to Tatum over Giannis this year. That's which is something normally that doesn't. I picked availability. That's that's why I took. I mean, I see what you're saying about why you shouldn't say KD, but I'm sitting KD out of all four of those guys. Uh, not, I, I think it's just availability. That's the only reason why. I'll take Tatum, Giannis, and Bede. So my Eastern Conference starting lineup is Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. What's yours? Mine was... I had... Kyrie and Mitchell, right? Kyrie, Mitchell, I had Tatum, I had... Durant. Kate Durant, I had um, Embiid. Embiid. Yeah. yeah. But... It's so, like, but the thing I don't understand about the thing with KD is like people really like, don't realize if he just shot like two to three more times a game, he'd be averaging like thirty five. Yeah, no, that's I a good thing. Like I like he's been so good this KD's year. KD's a walking, a walking. I think him. I, if I'm being completely honest, I think him and Embiid should be the two highest. I think those are the two people, the people that people are gonna put the lowest. I think him and Embiid should be the. I just don't trust wins. the voting. I just don't trust the voting. I think I think Durant and Embiid. Should there's be the a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys, but um, and we went over our West. So, who are the captains this year? LeBron. LeBron's going to be the Western captain. Yeah. That's not even... That's what we're saying. Who's going to be Eastern Conference captain, then? I think... It, wait, co- co- captains don't have to be different conferences, though. Steph, Steph and LeBron were the oh, one year. Wasn't... Was LeBron the East at that time, though? I don't think so. I think he was in the Lakers. I think it was his... I think it's just... Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's the two guys. I pretty. We sure. might be wrong, but either way, pick them off. We sound stupid if we're wrong right now, yeah, by the way. But no, either, either way, I think it can be someone I, I, It's It's definitely LeBron, and if I had to guess... If I had to guess, actually, mm-hmm. I I would if if it was conference based, it would be, I would take LeBron out the West. Not that he's been the best, but just because LeBron James, he's always a captain. Mm-hmm. And out the East, it would probably be like I would look. You like to see him beat as a captain, to be honest. I don't think Embiid's gonna get the captain. But I think I think I, I, I think, think Kyrie I was thinking that too. You said Kyrie. I think Kyrie's Mitchell. I think, Mi- I think Mitchell is. I think Mitchell's been the best player in the Eastern Conference this year. I think he should be the captain. If it, he's been the, the best player in the East, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not even second guessing it. That's actually a wild thing. I'm not glad it's a wild statement with the year that Embiid's been. You could take. You could take Darius Garland's amazing. He should be an offer this year too. But when you take Darius Garland, you can still put up 130 with Mitchell. It's a big. It's a bigger difference with Mitchell. No, I agree. No, Mitchell's significantly better than an All Star of Darius Garland. And Darius Garland's an All Star. He was an All Star last year. Donovan Mitchell's significantly better than Darius Garland. Love the guy. Great player. I I just don't think Donovan Mitchell's the best player in the Eastern Conference. I don't think he is, but he's been playing like it. Mm, value I, I to his team. Value to if, his team. The Cavs. The Cavs and I'm I actually add Donovan Mitchell. So you think Joel Embiid is the ca- going to be the other Cavs? No, I think they're probably going to be like Giannis and LeBron again. Probably. It, it's it's yeah. honestly a popularity I, contest. I, 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 I mean, that's why like LeBron. As long as LeBron is in the league, he will never not be a captain. It's not possible. He'll never be. MVP. But he will, he will always be MVP. I, if later. if I'm correct and I think you can pick two out the same conference, I think. I think Luka's going to be the yeah, captain. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. And if maybe... It's, if it's I not mean, I don't. Space, I, th- I honestly... I think Luka would get more votes than Jokic. 
whether you agree with who's better, I think that Luca would get more votes. Yeah, so well, I, I, I mean, I'm gonna say Luca. If it, if if I had to pick someone, if I had to pick someone out the East, it would probably be. I think it's gonna be KD. Yeah, it could be KD again as well. My, as I said, my brain says it's gonna be KD. I would like to see Tatum and LeBron both. I would also, by the say, it's just a fan thing, Not so we don't really know. It's hard to judge that, yeah. but um. Uh, any any players in the East who are notable? We said Halliburton. I said Darius Garland. Uh, I pointed out a couple other guys. Uh, is there any other guys in the East that you think are going to be that should be in not just the starter conversation, but also just mainly the All Star game that may not make it but should make it, or on the edge of making? I it? think someone on the cusp who deserves a shout is Zach Levine this year. I like Zach, Zach Levine has been this year. very like he took this step from being like just a dunker dude to he is a legit <laughs> dude. He was let's be honest. He was on Minnesota. He was a shooter, but he didn't shoot as much. But he had it. He no, had it. Now he's shot. like he's he's very he's oh, yeah. twenty five a game. Bro now. went from winning back to back dunk contests to being in two three point contests in a row. Like isn't that ridiculous? He won back to back dunk contests. Yeah. Then was in the three. One of the bounciest dudes like league's ever seen. Bro, yeah. Nice. But yeah, no, I think he's someone who deserves a shout. He's around twenty five a game. So you think him and DeRozan are both gonna be all stars? I, I like Levine more than DeRozan. This year, season. that's what I was going to say. Is this year, I think Levine might deserve it more as a thing. Yeah, no. Because, like, I this mean, season, I think it's... Like, obviously, like, DeRozan... DeRozan just plays like a weirdo. <laughs> like, no, DeRozan's one of the favorite players in the league, actually. He just plays like a weirdo. If you put him in... If you put him in Michael Jordan in the modern era, you have, like, DeMar DeRozan. It's just a straight... Mid- he, they got to do attempts, like, 1-3 game, and he, like, never makes it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> he just never goes Yeah, he's, he's literally just, like... He's James he worthy, like, but way better. He's like, talent wise, he, like weird, he has like a weird game for like the modern era. No, but he, uh, like he, I love, I like the resin too. But I think this year Zach Levine's playing better. Okay. I don't. Uh, who else do I think? Well, do you you think Super said Jimmy Butler shouldn't be an All Star? No, because he never performs in the regular season. This is like a known fact. Bam Adebayo. Oh wait, should be an All Star no matter what. I, I want to say this. He is having a fantastic season. A the Heat shot. are underperforming, but that's because they're always fraudulent. They're just gonna make the playoffs just to bou- get bounced. Who, the Heat? Uh, yes. I know they. They, the, they the one run. Yeah, but no. Every to be fair, they do get bounced. But every year, Jimmy Butler like yeah, he's like play, Jimmy Butler spends Jimmy, Jimmy Butler spends the entire regular season like trolling people and just not trying the basketball, just getting the playoffs and drop. But the but I, I know how we, like, I power love Bam Adebayo this year. Tyler Hero's averaging over twenty a game too, but I don't think he should be an All Star or something else this year. No, there's just too many other options. But give me Bam Adebayo for the backup center. That's a good. That's a good. Bam Adebayo is the second best center in the East this year. That's fair. I I there would be like Jared Allen maybe. Unless I'm forgetting someone. Did you say you think Drew Holiday is? I don't know what you said. Oh, Drew Holiday should be an all-star. I can agree with that. Okay, I am very sorry for a brief interruption that we got, but it's okay. Um, right back to it. Uh, uh, a other couple guys to people, notice. Yeah. Jalen Brown, we talked about. Um, yeah. What about, I like, I like, we said Halliburton. I also like Miles Turner, but I think Ben Matabai has been a better center this year. And so, uh, Jared Allen's been weird this year. Maybe Miles Turner with Jared Allen, but I like, I like Jalen Brown, but... I think he's gonna make an All Star game. The Jalen Brown should hands down be in. Like, there's been like you have a guy like Tatum who's like been a num- MVP conversation on the number one team. You've had a good inf- a good sample size of games where Jalen Brown's been better than Tatum. Like like in, yeah. he's a two way player. Like he's yeah he's hands down in the game for me. And like as a number two option to put up as like put up as consistently as he does, he's he could easily be the first option. But he sits. Takes the second role and he shines in that role, so I think he hands down should be in there. I feel like there's like someone that I'm just really sleeping on in the East. That I, I said Darius Garland, but I I really like Drew. I really wish Drew Holiday and Halliburton. I hope they're both All Stars this year. Um, I hope all three of them are for the back. Say, it's so hard to build. but just, it's hard to pick. That's why the starting lineup was a little easier to pick than just throwing on these guys. Like in the West, there's multiple names we didn't mention. Uh, we mentioned I want to say. Who in the West was I? We we said Anthony Edwards. Um, Gobert's not gonna make the All Star game. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, I don't think of his his defensive uh, efficiency has dropped like almost every metric this yeah. year. He's been considerable. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking of him. Anyways, I was thinking of him. Okay. I was thinking of him, uh, but I just don't know if it's gonna happen. Uh, I kind of would prefer if um, maybe. Towns got hurt. I don't think. I think Towns really you, good. You considering any Paul George considerations anywhere? I love here? Paul George. He's one of my favorite players in the league. This he, year? Has, he has one that he has Thank like you. one of the most underrated players in the league. I just think. I just think. Uh, well, Kawhi's load management is going to screw him over. He's not going to. Kawhi. Gonna play. Kawhi. He started off so slow when he came back. There, I, there's almost no way he's going to get. I. Him I would like. I, I think that. Paul George should be an All Star. I'll throw him in there. Chris Paul shouldn't. Chris Paul shouldn't. At least he should have been. I was no, like, what is? I was like, have you seen any NBA basketball? In no, the last he shouldn't year? be. He's been an All Star for like every single year for like the last couple of years. Not this year. Oh but my God, this year, yeah. I, I wouldn't. Whoa! Well, I, I think the value of Chris Paul is still high up. So let's. He's but, better than the stats say, but his. I mean, yeah, he's, he brings he's a lot of attention to him. What about DeAndre Ayton? Should he be an All Star this year? Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a guy I like. I like I like DeAndre Ayton. West. Desmond Bain, maybe. He's very Desmond Bain. Jaron Jackson. Jer- I like. I almost see more value in a guy like Jaron. I do see more. Ja- I do see more value in Jaron Jackson than. I think. I think it's just there's so many. The reason I just I just want to say this real quick. We're only just throwing in some names just before we end the episode because I think there's some guys that are gonna go under the radar completely. And Jared Jackson's definitely well, one of them. You, what do you think about Zion or or uh, CJ McCollum? Zion's injury. Zion's injury is what's gonna hold him back. You, you don't think he's gonna get in? No, Zion should easily get it if he never got hurt. But I think obviously, he's gonna hold him back. No, I, I McCollum think, when Zion was out was a bucket. And obviously talking about McCollum, I, I don't think they'd be saying anything about Dame, but I obviously think he's in this year. Oh, he's I had a career. No, he's in there. Dame. We didn't consider. No, no, I know. I was gonna say Dame's a lock to make the All Star game, but. Uh, he shouldn't be considered for the backcourt because I like Shea. No, he should not. Be. I don't think he should be starting this year. I like no. I mean, he's having a great year. No, I, like I agree. Shea. He's having a great Yusuf year. Yusuf Nurkic is having a really good year. I think he's just being there. I'm not gonna start off this. Start just... not over Jokic or no, I said whoever our forward was. Marketing. I think you could put Nurkic on over Sabonis or Marketing actually. Not really, but I I, I, I like Nurkic that. this year. Um, that's just a couple of guys. I feel like just one like the bottom of the West. I like uh, Austin Reese for sure. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Thomas no Bryant way. had that one crazy game against the Kings. He should be in just for that game. Honestly. The Kings don't play defense. <laughs> That's not saying literally anything. They average like two hundred points a game. What about what about Westbrook? No, that's actually West, serious. By I, way. I'm not I understand you're being serious, but I don't see. I, I'm, I don't either. I'm obviously, OKC okay, will always hold a special place in my heart, but I I cannot see him getting in this year. Mm, I can see it. Fan vote. But fan vote's not. Fan vote's only a third of it. I think. I believe a third of it. Yeah, it is. Player, I, players and staff will No one's going to No, not a, I don't even think his own coach is going to vote him in this year. But yeah, he um, turns the ball over so much. There's no way he gets in there. Once, once the All-Star game gets announced, I think we should draft against each other and see what's better teams. Because, like, yeah, you got a lot of guards in the West. Like you got Dame, you got Fox, you got Curry. Yeah, West is stacked with guards in the East. I think the East has a better front court. I, I think agree. the West has a better back court. Because the, the East, we literally had to sit. You had to sit Giannis. Well, do you think Jordan Bulls an All-Star this year? When there's a baddie in the room, yeah. That's not the whole thing. <laughs> that's the only bad the I'm saying, based on... You, you yeah, I do. What about Clay? Clay started Clay off so no, bad, no, though. He's, he's been good listen, recently. He's averaged like 30-something in January. Yeah, that's he's what I'm saying. stepping up, but... but it and does, and it the fan vote. It's not gonna... It's not gonna... Clay played so bad at the start of the year, like, I say no. Clay was like six in the fan vote. Um, like Clay also shot. Three. Clay also shot like twenty five percent from three. The he, first like twenty five games. I'm, I I love Clay and I'm glad he's getting back to where he was. But yeah. his this year he can't be. He he started off so slow. It's, it's just yeah. it just can't happen. I like I I like Jordan Poole more than I like Clay. This for this year specifically, yeah. I would say so as well. Um, what about Kevin Looney? 
No. You don't? I'm just <laughs> no. kidding. These are just role players I'm just throwing out for fun. Uh, I kind of I'm looking at like every team in my head right now. I'm trying to think of other people that I might as might yeah. Slip I don't want to miss anyone before we before we head out. But um, mm. if there's anyone, uh, just give us five seconds, guys. Let us think this through real quick. Imagine there's a big name. We almost missed Dame. That's crazy. That we almost missed Dame. There's gotta be someone big we're missing. No, because Dame, I I miss Dame because I don't think he's like. He's, he's, not, he's, not, he's, not on, he's not on Curry level, like Curry's level this year, I, I would say, for start, yeah. like, like for starting, I don't oh, think, yeah. I think there's a better chance Curry starts over him, which I don't think Curry starts, so I don't want to say him as a starter, but like, obviously, you said, you said undervalued, or players would go under the radar, obviously, Dane's not going under the radar. Um, like, the Knicks have been very good this year. I think Julius Randle. Is that, has he been the best player this year, or has, or, I mean. Yes, Julius <laughs> Randle's looked good this year. Yeah, yeah. He looks back to the year they made yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, the year they made the playoffs and got bounced by the five-seed Hawks, yeah, that year. Okay, the Hawks was Easter yeah, they did go East Coast Finals, but uh, I I do think the Knicks are overperforming, so I think Julius Randle should deserve some love there. Uh, he might actually get it, but he's also one of those guys that just like is weird. Like he's not a weird dude; he's a weird yeah. player. Like I don't, his game is very strange it's, to me. It's like for how he's big. like stocky, and yeah. he's not like impressed. He's not quick. He's not really like shifty. He just produces, which is. Really, the only thing that matters if I mean, you yeah. you put up the numbers it doesn't really matter. He's what just you look like, like when you he hear he's like a three level scorer, but like he's not good. At, he's not great at anything, but he's yeah. he's he's sufficient enough and everything. Yeah. So uh, yeah, anyone else you're thinking of here? I mean, from the east. No, I think I think uh, that's all I can really think of at the moment. There's probably someone we might have missed, but uh, unfortunately, we can't go. You know, we can't just restart everything and talk about that. So uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening to this the second episode. Um, if you want more of the NBA, we're going to bring more. NFL season is coming to an end, unfortunately, but the offseason's there. We'll be talking about it all year long. The NBA is going to be going on for a couple more months. We're going to be talking about that. Consistent content coming for you guys every week. Uh, I want to say thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you guys next week.